there's some people out there that looked good during Easter, but you could have looked better if you went to modestdirect.com, Brian. That is making it plain as I've ever heard. Exactly. Just because Easter is over does not mean that you can't still look good. Ladies, go to modestdirect.com. Well, Brian, we're, we're always saying, hey, ladies, they know that they're ladies. Our listenership is what? What would you say? 65, 70% ladies? You go, you go to modestdirect.com or you can go to their Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page and use the promo code CRUCIAL21. That's CRUCIAL21 for 10% off your entire order. Modest you Direct know, is a – was it? Go ahead. You know what holiday's coming up next month? What holiday? Mother's Day. Mother's Day, folks. Get your Mother's mother Day. a gift card. Get your wife a gift card. You know why? Because why? it's dedicated to the message of modesty. Brian, that's what it's about. You can't find this stuff on the shelves anywhere else. 100%. It's an online boutique created with you in mind. They want their customers to feel confident, stylish, and modest. You know what's the best part? They're going to save money doing it. And they provide multiple styles for each unique shopper. This is the hard thing that's hard to believe. They have a five-star Google rating and have been business for four years. That means they don't even have a troll on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or on Google because they can't troll a perfect product. Guys, go on modestdirect.com today and put in Chrome. I'm too excited. Promo code CRUCIAL21. And even if you're not ready to buy right now, Brian, they have a VIP email group that's super easy to sign up for. Meredith is a part of it. It gives customers early access to sales, inventory sneak peeks, and conference schedules. Guys, here's an awesome thing as well. They have a 72-hour pledge. If you buy something today, in less than 72 hours, it's going to be shipped out. Come on, guys. What, what, are you, what, what are you waiting on? Go to modestdirect.com today. Brian, that's very direct. 72 hours. That's unbelievable. You're in the shipping business. You understand that's impressive. They're on top of it, bro. They're on top of it. They are on top of it. Who else we got as a sponsor this week, Brian? Oh, dude, there's so many to choose from. Why don't we talk about a little God's first living? Oh, man. This is something that's near and dear to my heart, as I say, every single week, because I like to think of myself as a little bit of an entrepreneur. Um, I have a small business that I own here locally. And sometimes I don't quite understand what I need to do to make sure that I have time for everything. But guys, guess what? Corey Sanders is here to help take care of that. There's a business lesson that he's going to teach you that you can be a blessed, balanced life. If you don't know what you want to do, if you don't know what you ha- what you can do, Guys, all you have to do is contact Corey Sanders. This guy is a successful businessman with 20 plus years of experience. He offers workshops, seminars. Pastors, listen, get this guy to come to your church today to put together a workshop for the men and women that are entrepreneurs in your church. Brian, that's a big thing that's going on right now is entrepreneurial men and women that want to own their own businesses. This guy has done so many things for over 20 plus years of businesses. Guys, this is some of the things that he discussed. He'll tell his story, his burden. He'll figure out what your why is. Businesses that have the nuts and the bolts that are kind of a little bit loose, he helps you tighten those up. He helps you balance your time, your treasure, and your talents, and don't forget about your burden. Guys, you have a blessing waiting for you. God has favor of all men and the favor of God. 
don't wait. If you don't know how to split your time, you don't know what to do, go to godfirstliving.com. This is a licensed UPC minister. So he's not just some slum telling you how to live, Brian. Yeah, he's going to bless your business and your business is going to bless your church. So do not miss out on this opportunity. Man, that is such a good thing. And we're going to have them on the podcast very shortly. Uh-oh. Very, very shortly. little sneak peek of what we got coming up. Oh, I don't like giving too much sneak peeks, but Brian, we have got some rock star guests lined up. We're busy this week recording all the time. Yeah, it'll be like five episodes just this week. That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. But before we get to this podcast, we got another sponsor we want to tell you about. Brian, what do we like to do and who helps us make it possible? Oh, what we like to do is we like to smoke a little meat. <laughs> hey, help me, Holy Ghost. And the and the person who helps us do it is Trauma Hogs Barbecue. Yes, sir. Did Man. you hear that he he got a new line of smokers today? Oh, he's got a little Green Mountain action going on. I think. Green Mountain smokers. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hey. How can we get a hold of him? You need to get on Facebook. You need to watch what all Trauma Hogs has available. And if you're in the Brooklyn, Arkansas area, you know where Ridge Coffee is when you leave Jonesboro and you're coming into Brooklyn. Right there, that little strip mall, that's where Trauma Hogs Barbecue is located. You can go in, buy a few of their different seasons. They've got all your top-end brands. They even have some in-house made uh, favorites. We watch on Facebook. They're showing all their specials that they're going to be doing, their box lunches. Everything that you need to know that Trauma Hogs is doing that's going to feed you, make you feel good about yourself, and that you spend your money in the right place on lunch. Trauma Hogs Barbecue Facebook page is the place to go, and it's the place to go to get good barbecue seasoning. I got a rack of barbecue seasoning about five feet away from me, Tony. And you know what? You know where I bought all these bottles from? Every one of them, you know where I bought them from? Uh, Walmart? Uh, it's a little bit of mix, actually. But the majority of them, I bought them at Trauma Hogs Barbecue. <laughs> and, and the next time I go to buy some seasoning, you know where I'm going to buy it from? The, can you guess? Walmart? I'm going to get on. Huh? Walmart? No, we're talking about Trauma Hogs Barbecue, Tony. There it is. Trauma Hogs Barbecue is going to be the place I go to get the next seasoning and all my different sauces. Because Brian, one of my favorite barbecue. lines you've ever said on our podcast is, don't call me if. Don't call me if your ribs, all they have is salt, pepper, and garlic. Trauma Hogs Barbecue is here to help you make those ribs that you think are delicious. Take them to the next level. Next Check level. them out today on Facebook, Instagram. They're always doing lives. But don't go there hungry. Boy, boy, you'll be going to the store as soon as you get off. We literally just lost 80% of our Texas listenership because they think Texas barbecue is good. Folks, come on. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? That's our number two mo- li- most listened to states. Texas style? Texas. Texas style? Have you ever heard of Memphis style? Have you ever heard of Kansas City style? You know what? Be an adult. Go to Trauma Hogs Barbecue's Facebook page. Bless yourself. <laughs> hook yourself up. Trauma Hog seasoning, all the different seasons, all the different sauces. You won't be disappointed. They even carry some pickles in there. That I used time I've been in there. Woo! Fifth dimension on the flavor on those things. So don't miss out on that. Tony, tell me something else. Give me something good. Give me some. Give me some. Give me a good word. I got you. So here's the thing. This is our last sponsor, and we're going to get to this episode. But guys, I just got word from our good friends in Maryville, Tennessee, that they are filling up fast. We have told you for how many weeks now you need to go on by April 1st and get your tickets for Live the Movement Conference. The movement is something you're not going to want to miss. This conference is going to be in Maryville, Tennessee. 
and it has some of my favorite speakers. Brian, I know that you like some of these guys, but you know my favorite guy is going to be there. Do you know who that is? Uh, Jay Osborne. He is going to be speaking there along with just a rock star roster of other ministers. This conference and if you're and if you're extremely conservative, they are bluegrass speakers. There it is. This conference is August the 31st through September the 2nd, and they've got some awesome things got that's lined up. Like I said, they got Brother Kenneth Carpenter, Tim Lee, J.H. Osborne, Raymond Woodward, Jimmy Tony, Matthew Ball, Brian, here's one of your favorites, Sam Emery, David Poole, Aaron Bounds, and many, many more. The problem is, Brian, they're running out of spots. And how many times we got to tell you all, you need to go ahead and book your trip today. They have some uh, hotels on their website as well that gives you a good group rate. But the problem is you're waiting right now. Go ahead. Me and Brian will wait. You go ahead and go ahead and book this, um, uh, this trip right now. Brian, we've got time to wait. Hit that pause button. Go to livethemovement.org and book your tickets to go. I can't promise you there's going to be seats left if you, if you don't, if you don't go today. So go to livethemovement.org and book your trip to the movement conference. Come meet Brian and I, they have contacted us. They want us to set up a little booth there. They want us to be a part of the conference. I'm excited to meet some of you guys, but you can't go unless you have a ticket. Brian convince our folks to get their tickets right now. Hey folks, you don't want to get there in line and it'd be a mile and a half long. and You still can't get in because you didn't get a ticket in advance. You don't want to be part of the group that you're trying to get in, trying to get a ticket, and it's $20 more than it was the week before because you just waved it around. You need oh, to go ahead once and they're get, sold out, they're sold out. Once it's gone, it's gone. This is this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for this year. You won't have another opportunity like this, so get in there. Get a, get a ticket. You know you want to go. You know you want to hear these guys. They're preachers from all kinds of different countries. We've got Singapore, Canada. And California is basically in its own country. And we got people from all over the place. You're going to enjoy yourself. You're going to meet a bunch of people. You might even meet uh, uh, certain individuals that do a podcast It's that I've been told is the best podcast in all of the <laughs> apostolic world. And you might just so happen to meet, uh, meet them. And, uh, of course, I am talking about the Crucial Conversation podcast. You don't want to miss out on this conference. Go on the website. Tony, give me the website again live the movement.org and if you have more questions you can email our good friend chad at info at live the movement.org brian let's get to this episode all right let's do it folks you're going to enjoy this we've been excited to bring this to you and we are going to talk about children's ministry here in just a second tony play a little music for me as we get these guests here sounds good hey guys this is brian and i'm tony and you're listening to the crucial conversation podcast So a few weeks ago, Tony, uh, I was over at our friends, Crystal and Adams, because they end up hosting the majority of our parties whenever we uh, do anything. We do a few crawfish boils over there. And anyway, there was there was one time, I guess we were waiting on some people to come in uh, to the house or they were running a little late. Adams said, hey, have you seen anything about the project that we're working on? And I was like, who's we and what project? And 
Little did I know that Adam and Kim Ramsey, uh, your mother-in-law, who we've had on the podcast before, were putting so together a recurring a, guest. Now a recurring guest, absolutely. Uh, they were putting together a Bible study, and uh, it has just gone on the market. They, Adam has several books on it. They have been working really hard. And I want to talk to Adam and Kim tonight about this Bible study they put together, some of the motivation for it, uh, what's unique about their Bible study, and some just motivation for children's ministry here in the 21st century since we have them on. And they've both worked in kids' ministry in their own respective um, paths, getting to where they are today. But before we do that, we've talked to Kim before, and we want to give her a chance to reintroduce herself to maybe a new audience that hasn't heard the previous episode. And of course, if you want to know more, you can go back. And then I would like uh, our friend Adam to introduce himself. So Kim, will you uh, remind our listeners um, a little bit about your background? Okay, I have been involved in children's ministry for a long, long, long time, probably over 30 years, and um, we worked heavily, my husband and I, in bus ministry and in Sunday school, and uh, then we started the program Street Rage, uh, which is probably what we're most known for, but which is an acronym standing for Reaching a Generation Effectively. It's where we went out into the neighborhoods where children lived and did a program for kids right there in their neighborhood. And uh, we have taught hundreds and hundreds of children in their neighborhood, kids who are not uh, from a church setting and a a church environment and uh, have seen great results with that program. And... um, I still travel. I, I, I was the local children's pastor for several years, but um, in the past couple of years, I gave that up and I do still travel and uh, do children's revivals and training seminars. Um, just have a great love for children and a burden for them. All right. Well, Adam, as the, the newbie here, uh let us know what's your background man well first of all you know you're not supposed to brag on yourself so i'll i'll do the bragging that sister kim can't um i met sister kim a few years back when i moved uh to northeast arkansas and i didn't know who sister kim was uh turns out i was one of the few people who didn't know who sister kim was um every time i start running into more and more people all across the country um, there's always a common denominator. Everyone knows who Sister is, and so uh, it's it's been pretty it's been pretty impressive uh, getting to see people's reactions um, on this project because Sister Kim's involved with it. So that's that's pretty cool, and that says a lot about her. Um, they've really made their rounds across this country um, ministering to kids. So I, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, my background, just a little bit. I am from. Uh, Louisiana originally and in the UPC I guess that's like the that, that's the the Pentecost uh, <laughs> stronghold down there and so um, uh, really really cool to to be introduced in the church in that environment um, and so I've lived here in Arkansas for about six years now and I have absolutely loved it 
um, wonderful people, wonderful churches. And I'm raising my son here, who's nine years old. And, and he's really the, the reason this project um, got started um, from my standpoint. And, and so, you know, this means a lot to me. As far as my background goes, um, I've been an illustrator, a designer. Um, that's kind of my background in the secular world. Um, and, then I, and then, of course, I minister um, in our churches and um, just uh, try to be involved in anything and everything that, that I can be involved with, um, this project being one of them. So it's a little bit Haven't about myself. You- have you won an Emmy before? I, I did win an, a, a regional Emmy a few years back um, for some videography work um, that I've done. And so uh, a little bit of print, a little bit of video, um, but I love, I love creating things. Yeah. So, so my Tony, question we have is an Emmy winner here today. <laughs> so my question is you wanted to create something that, you know, was directed towards, a certain group of individuals. And I believe the same night that Brian was talking about earlier um, over at your house, Adam, that, uh, you know, we all began to open up, you know, usually we have a lighthearted, good, fun, um, laughing time while we're all together. But this night was a little bit different. We kind of talked about the ramifications of what COVID-19 brought uh, for each of us spiritually and how it was, you know, something that, Uh, We couldn't have imagined having the impact in our lives that it did. And that really, uh, that, that whole, that whole situation uh, with the pandemic kind of opened your eyes to a few things with, you know, you holding the school district and the church Sunday school kind of, um, you know, to their, to their feet, to the fire on teaching your kids certain things. So what made you open your eyes and realize, hey, I've got to do something more than just what we're doing? Sure. Um, I feel like my experience is um, probably a lot of people listening. That's, uh, that's what I'm, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, what I've gone through is any different than what most people have gone through. Um, you know, the pandemic has um, different ramifications based on your city, your county, your state, your parish, you know, wherever you're, wherever you're at. Um, here for us, um, I think it's been um, a little easier than it has been on a lot of places. That's not to say it hasn't been difficult in Arkansas. Um, but, you know, the pandemic hit in, you know, March of 2020 and, you know, without much forewarning. Um, so there was a lot of uncertainty there, a lot of confusion and things shut down, you know, pretty much across the board, um, including a lot of our churches in person. And so, you know, our church went virtual and we had services online for a few weeks. And then we started making our way back into the building um, a little more limited than what we were we were accustomed to. Um, but even for a lot of folks who went back to the church building, um, I think a lot of folks didn't feel like it was um, safe yet. Again, still a lot of uncertainty for Sunday school classes or for children's church. And so people were learning, people were observing and so, you know, that really closed down for a lot of folks. And so you're right, Tony, I, you know, I, I realized very quickly, um, like most parents did who were keeping their kids home from school as well. Um, so I, you know, my wife especially um, felt like she became a teacher. And, you know, then we realized, you know, a few months into it, especially that not only were we relying on the school system to, to educate our kid, um, we were also relying on the church very heavily to do the same as far as, um, you know, getting to know God. And so, you know, the good thing is I'm glad that the church is there to do that. 
Um, but the church shouldn't be the only ones doing that, obviously. And so uh, it was a wake up call for, for me. It was a wake up call for my wife. It was probably a wake up call for a lot of folks um, listening in on this conversation that, hey, we, we probably could be doing a better job <laughs> when it comes to our, our kids and what they're learning uh, in general, and especially what they're learning about God. And so, um, you know, really, we went on a mission um, I did to find, you know, what can I bring home to share with my kid um, while we're at home and, you know, his, his church experience isn't what it used to be. And so we were, we were trying to be creative and find, find ways to educate him on the things of God. So what did you find when you were doing your research and, and, and exactly what is it that you guys are putting together? Because I don't think we've directly said exactly <laughs> what you guys have yet. Well, I want to, I want we, to we've made some to, hints, but I don't think we've directly said. Yeah. Well, well I, I, got, want to, I got a question before we get there for Kim is what a tease. What a tease. I, my question is what is the importance of having your child in Sunday school? And then when it's taken away from them, what does that do to a child? Well, I think a child sometimes will not really understand what they are getting in a Sunday school setting because their kids, um, they're going for the fellowship with their friends and their, the fun things that they're doing and getting to be with everybody. Uh, and then there are those special times in that classroom setting or in a children's church setting where the presence of God sweeps in and they are able to relate and communicate with God among their peers. And it's, it, I think it's different for them in that kind of setting than it is in a big church, uh, just a regular church with everybody. So I think when they were taken out of that Sunday school setting, they just became a kid sitting on a church pew and a lot of times not really becoming involved. They're just there with their parents. And if they were not even going to church at that time, a lot of times online when parents were watching, uh, I would say probably half of those families, their kids were probably not in that room with them. They were probably still in the bed asleep or doing their own thing because it wasn't much of an interest to them. So I believe that, like Adam said, this is definitely has been an eye opener and um and what should have been happening all along was not happening. And they were not getting what they needed to get as far as their Christian education at home. And when, when the church was taken away, they were almost like floundering. And so I believe in some ways that this eye opener may be a good thing for our families to, to have that, um, commitment now to teach their own children and to build that relationship with God with them as a family. Yeah. Thank just you. So, and just so there's no confusion, um, you know, we, we wholeheartedly believe in the church. You know, I believe that God's coming back for a church. God's in love with the church. I want to be a part of the church. So we, we want Sunday school. We want children's church. We want our kids to fellowship and be a part of the congregation of God um, but that doesn't mean that we also don't want them to be educated in the home as well. So this is a, this is a both, not either or. 
Exactly. Right. And I'll, let me just say this as well. Um, we don't know what the future holds. No. You know, we don't know where we are going to be. You know, right now we have the freedom of worship and the freedom of going to a church, but somewhere our children must get a relationship with God for themselves. And uh, that's where they're going to grow in God when the tough times are there. They're going to know how to stand for God because they have that relationship. And so I really believe this Bible study will help cultivate that in a child. Absolutely. So we, we mentioned Bible study. And, and back to my question that I was asking, Adam, you guys were looking for something for, for Carter. Uh, what did you guys find? Where did you see a need? And exactly what is it that you and Sister Kim have put together? Sure. So, so you know, in Pentecost, um, you know, I think people are pretty accustomed to the idea of a home Bible study. And as long, you know, I've been in the church for over 20 years now. And so, you know, that's, that's the reoccurring thing. We love home Bible studies. We love finding new converts and, 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 you know, spending time with them individually and, and bringing them through the word of God, sort of a Genesis through revelation type, type Bible study. And typically those are 10 lessons, 12 lessons. Um, you know, so you spend a few weeks and someone really gets a good understanding of the Bible as a whole. And yeah, so, you have like search for truth, exploring God's sure. word and, Absolutely. And so I was, I had made the assumption that that existed for kids. And I'm not saying it doesn't. I wasn't able to find that type of Bible study for children. Um, again, that's not to say it doesn't exist. I just had trouble finding it. And so uh, I really, I just, my first inclination was I just want it to exist. Um, and so I contacted some folks just to say, Hey, is, is, does this exist? And if it doesn't, can someone please, uh, <laughs> please make one. Um, and then, you know, I had somebody, um, encourage us to, to go ahead and go ahead and make our own. And so, uh, that's kind of what we were looking for. We were looking for, uh, uh, you know, I was looking for, especially for my son, uh, a Bible study that I could bring him from Gen Genesis uh, all the way through the New Testament. And again, you know, we talked about, you know, kids are in different home environments and I don't, I don't think it matter who, who you are. I think sharing the Bible with your child can be intimidating. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm alone in that. You know, it's, we're talking 800,000 words. We have 66 books. It's most adults struggle with the idea of reading through the Bible. And so when you're, when you're wanting to to give your child a good understanding of the Bible in its entirety, um, that's a pretty tall order. And, and so that's what we looked for and wanted to make. And so that's what this, this Bible study is. Um, it's 10 lessons long, and it takes a child from Genesis through um, the early church, and it, it stops down on all the times, or I say all the times, some of the times that God made a covenant with man that progressed that relationship closer to Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, it's very comparable to an adult home Bible study, but it's tailored to children. So Adam and or Kim, um, that's something that Brian and I noticed with um, doing our podcast. We were out there and looking for something 
um, that just wasn't there. And it's a big mistake by um, our movement that we just assume that somebody else is going to do something. Um, what, what words of encouragement would you give to those people that have a burden for something, but just don't know where to start? Sure. I mean, I think most things are birthed out of necessity. And so I, we felt like this was one of them. Um, but I will say, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really, really good curriculum out there. Um, tons of it um, written by all types of different people outside and inside of organization that, you know, we use in our Sunday school classes and, and things like that. And, and there's a tremendous need for that. Um, I, I just find I, I'm, I'm fearful that a lot of parents, for example, um, you know, they don't think I need to go find a curriculum. I, I need to go find a student handbook and a teacher's manual. And, you know, and I, I just feel like that whole idea could be intimidating for somebody who's who as a parent, you may also be learning the word of God for yourself. And so some people may feel intimidated by it. Some people feel like they may not be qualified to do it. And of course, I don't want anybody to feel that way. I just think that's natural for a lot of people. And so, you know, this is a, this is a document that when you pick it up, you can just read it right alongside your child and you can learn a lot right alongside them. Um, and we just want it to be really friendly um, and the least bit intimidating for a parent and their child to sit down together. But again, you know, I think it's always important that we're looking for anything that we can do to improve um, folks' relationship with God. And if somebody sees, you know, uh, an area that they feel like is getting underserved, I mean, absolutely um, dive right in. So, uh, Kim, I, I want to ask you a question. Sorry, Brian. Uh, I, I want to ask you a question of the importance of keeping a kid's heart um, in tuned with God. Um, I know that uh, just married to, to Meredith, which for those who don't know, is uh, Kim's youngest daughter. Um, she, she really struggled with uh, self-identification growing up. And she uh, had struggles with, um, you know, grade school, like most apostolic girls do, um, you know, just because, you know, unlike guys, we didn't, we don't really struggle with, um, you know, identity things like our females do. Um, I, I don't know if I, I'm coming across, you know, the right way, but um, you really, Meredith really struggled with, um, you know, feeling like she belonged and you, she would, she tell, would tell me stories of how you would just have to almost be with her every night and pray with her. And, you know, what is the importance of making sure that a child um, has a, a heart that's in tune with God? Well, I think as parents, we must let God be the center of our life. Um, because it's got to start with the parents for it. And then the children see that and they, they see just like Meredith, you know, when she was going through those tough times in her life, uh, that's what we focused on was on God because God is our only hope in this world. And our children are going to face, they really, honestly, they face more things now than they have, you know, that any of us have ever faced. And there's so much confusion and things going on in this world. And it's just so vital that our kids have that relationship with God because he is going to be their strength. He is going to be a refuge to them to run to 
to hide themselves in, um, to have the courage to stand when it's time to do that. It's just invaluable, especially in this time. And it all falls back on the parents. And it's such a great responsibility that we all have in raising kids. We've got to be careful. That little song about be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. And we sing that to our children, or we used to. But, uh, hey, we gotta, we got to go back to the parents. we got to be careful what we look at. we got to be careful what we say and what we speak in front of our children. Uh, we got to be careful how we act around where you know, other people see us and, and even how we act in the home when no one is watching. Uh, I was just talking to my grandkids just the other day about good character because when everything else crumbles and falls, that is what's going to stand in your life is, is that, that they know who you are and that what you stand for and that you're not going to back down. And uh, it's just so important in every aspect of our children's lives that they know God and they have a relationship with him. And also so important that our parents portray that so that our kids can grasp that and obtain that in their life from us. Kim, what would you say is the target age group of your Bible study you guys have assembled? We have talked about our uh, that target age being ages 6 through 12. And even younger kids, I believe, can grasp it, but they would need parents, like, basically to read it to them because usually before that age of 6, they're not able to read on their own. So parents could read it to their children and then explain uh, what's happening. They're, Adam did a beautiful job on illustrating the Bible study. Uh, it is just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, to look at it, it's very appealing to the eye. And so as you're teaching, if you're teaching your younger children, you can even show what's going on with the pictures and explain it. But even a child as young as six years old can read it for himself and, and grasp what's being said and what's being brought to them from the word of God. Okay, so... Um, I will point point out just because you mentioned it really quick in passing that I think the illustrations are top notch in this Bible study. Uh, yes, because one, one thing with like kids Bible studies, you know, a lot of times whenever you see something for targeted for kids, it looks like what's painted on a nursery. You've got a little Noah's Ark with a bunch of smiling animals and, and, and it's nice for a, a nursery, but once you start getting a little bit older, you know, the, the, the illustration to me, to me, just aesthetically, just looking at it, uh, I enjoy looking at the, the illustrations and I mean, they're, they're, they're just, they're, to me, it's like, it's timeless. It's like, this is a Bible study that's going to hold up, uh, and, and pass throughout generation and based on the illustrations, at least, um, it's still going to be a relevant, it's not going to be an out-of-date Bible study in 10 years or in 15 years. Um, I, I can't say enough positive things about the illustrations in this book, but I want to ask you, and I don't know which of you would rather take this question on, but making it accessible to a, for, a, for a child, what were some of the strategic things you did to drive the study through that way, every lesson is accepted. There were there are the things that you specifically did not include because you felt like it was too much, or or 
were the things you made sure you wanted to add in? H- how did you guys do it from a narrative standpoint? And, and like I said, I'll, I'll allow whichever one of you would rather take that. I'll start it. <laughs> That's okay. okay with Adam. I'll be honest with you. I am not good at that. When I was writing, I wrote tons of stuff. Matter of fact, when I gave the outline to Adam, there was so much stuff. And I said, Adam, this is too much. I don't know how to break this down. And Adam broke it down into uh, the chapters with the title. And then that kind of gave me the idea of where to go. But even then, I wrote a lot of stuff that really we did not use because there was not space. And so I think Adam did a fantastic job on breaking it down to make it more accessible for a child. So Adam, you can take it from there. <laughs> no, that sounds good. Um, yeah, you know, I think when when you get it, and again, we know that six to 12 years old is, is a pretty big range. Um, obviously, a lot of growth happens between six and 12 years old. And so it is hard to do a balancing act where it's appropriate for both. I think, Brian, thank you for the comments about the illustrations. Uh, I think we wanted to make it to where um, a, six, a six-year-old would find it um, you know, vibrant, colorful, and, and, and enjoy the illustrations, but it also wouldn't be um, too, too childish for, say, a 12-year-old who, um, you know, is at the, the peak of that age group. Uh, as far as the, the content of the Bible study, which Sister Kim was responsible for the majority of, um, you know, we, we talked about it, um, you know, especially about the terminologies and stuff, and there's some big words in there. Um, you know, for example, you know, we're not going to remove the word repentance out of a Bible study, um, obviously, there's synonyms, there's other ways of describing that, but we want to make sure that if there's a word that's so critical to the message um, in the Bible, we want to make sure that the, that the children are able to learn those terms. And so there's plenty of times where we tried to make sure that it was, um, you know, on a, on a level for children, but then there was times we had to make decisions that even though it might be above your typical um, you know, terminology, for example, that we still left that in there because we really feel like some of it was very critical to their understanding of the word of God. Um, but I, I do want to mention, um, you know, when it came to this study, you know, we started back in August, me and sister Kim started collaborating. Um, the idea probably comes sometime around July, but in August, we really started collaborating on this. And, and just so y'all understand how this worked, um, we, you know, there's a lot of time spent. We, we really wanted this to be done correctly. And so Sister Kim would, um, you know, put these lessons together, pour over them. She'd send them to me. I'd spend a tremendous amount of time deciding what to keep, what we couldn't keep, making sure the story was succinct. And, you know, then adding these illustrations and everything. We had a a wonderful gentleman, Brother David Nickel in Fort Smith, who served as our editor. And we went back and forth with him for months, um, making sure that everything was right, making sure that everything um, was presented, uh, you know, the best possible way. We even had some small groups to get together during this process, and we would all sit in a room together, and we would scrutinize it, and we would read it aloud, and we'd discuss, uh, you know, every part of it. And so, you know, it's not a really long, you know, study, um, but it was went over very meticulously by a pretty good group of people um, helping to make this the best possible study that it could be. Um, so this was done very carefully, um, very prayerfully. So when a parent takes their child through this Bible study, when they get to the end of the last lesson, 
what is it that you hope are the main things that they took away that 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 child took away that's going to carry them through their entire Christian walk? Sure. And I'll answer that and I'll let Kim speak to it as well. So the, the study is called All for You Kids Bible Study. And one of the ideas here is that, you know, if you've been around Christianity for any amount of time, you understand this statement is that Christ died for you. That resonates. Everybody understands that. We wanted to include stories and parts in this book that we wanted to make sure that when they got to Jesus, when you go through the Old Testament lessons, that when you, when you got to Jesus, you understood or understand that those lessons all pointed to him. And so the idea is that not only did Jesus die for us, but everything we read about in the word of God was ultimately done for us. Um, it's, it's all connected. Um, and so I think when you're going through those Old Testament lessons, you'll really get a good understanding of how important, um, you know, Jesus coming onto the scene was, how significant that is, obviously, and what that means for us. And then you see that in the Old Testament lessons, because again, it's, it's based on those covenants. Every time that God got humanity closer to him, um, all building up and culminating in Jesus. That's what you're, that's what you're seeing in those Old Testament lessons. Sister Kim, you have anything to add to that? Yes. Um, it's like Adam said, building that relationship that Jesus loves them and that he wants them to love him back. He wants to have a relationship with them. And every lesson has a connect, which is basically an application of taking that Bible study, that story, and bringing it to real life for a child. How does this apply to me? What does, what does Abraham have to do with me? And I just know in that connect, it talks about uh, how Abraham went God called him to go into an unknown place. He didn't know where he was going, but he followed God. He was obedient to God. And in that connect uh, part of that Bible study, I bring out how um, God wants to take us to places that we've never been before in him, new heights, new dimensions. And really, I was telling Adam just the other day that all of those connect points, you know, they speak to a child, but they also speak to us as an adult. And I think even they can minister to the parents and the family as a whole. Uh, it just kind of brings it down to that point where that child can reflect on that Bible story and how it relates to them and where they're at in their walk with God. So in this Bible study, um, what does the material cover? Is it salvation? Is it um, the how-to's? What does it cover? And the second part of my question is, how did you decide which Bible stories to put in it? So so there are some, you know, I, I've joked with a couple of people because there are some characters that you typically see in, in children's literature for, you know, that cover the Bible that you're not going to see in the study. For example, Noah, I mean, not Noah, I'm sorry, uh, Jonah, um, for example, is not in the study and Samson's not in the study. Um, obviously critical, you know, people and we want to cover everything that we can, but we really wanted to, focus in on those covenants that God made with man. And so the covenant that he made in the garden, the covenant that he made with Noah, the covenant that he made with Abraham, the covenant that he made with Moses and ultimately the children of Israel 
and, you know, the covenant that he made with David of an everlasting throne. And so, you know, all those covenants bring us closer to that relationship. So that's the, that's the common core. That's the common theme in all of this is to make sure that all these lessons point to relationship. And, the, and, and then the Bible study culminates on to be continued, um, because obviously we're still living out, you know, the, this word. And so it, it ends by making sure that the child knows that it really hasn't ended. Um, and so we thought that was really important as well. Um, but we introduced Apostle Paul at the end and, and then talk about, um, you know, the church and what we're a part of. And that's how it, it all culminates. But everything goes back to that relationship. How did uh, how did Carter perceive this uh, this Bible study? Has, has he went through it with you? Uh, well, yes and no. <laughs> so this is ultimately made by, uh, for him. But he you know, we, we received. Uh, we went, you know, we, we really, you know, invested a lot into this and, and we, we, you know, certainly we're going to see this through. Uh, we know that it's important. And so we ordered a thousand copies and they came um, actually two weeks ago uh, today. Um, they arrived. And so I'm going to start taking him through it this week um, over the next few weeks and take him through this Bible study. Um, me and my wife and him as a family um, but he's obviously seen, you know, what we've worked on and, and been a part of it. And he's, he's been one of our, our small group members who have chimed in a time or two on, on his, you know, and had his thoughts in it and everything. But yeah, we're going to officially go through it as a family, um, along with a, a lot of people who's already got it. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see, um, see how he reacts to it alongside all these other folks who are doing it at the same time. Since you've been selling it already, have have parents reached out to any of y'all have, have, have parents said, wow, we, you know, we looked through this and this just, it's phenomenal. Our kids enjoyed the first lesson. Have you guys gotten any feedback yet? I know it's, it's brand new, but have you guys gotten any feedback? We haven't gotten any feedback or I haven't heard anything from anyone who actually went through the first lesson. We just really sold the first copy on Sunday. So that was just yesterday. Yeah. That, but, that's what I, I figured. I well, knew it was, it was new. But we did new. have, someone today who uh, actually texted me wanting to get the Bible study and uh, I wasn't in Jonesboro. So I, I actually texted Adam and to ask them if they were in Jonesboro. And so they took the Bible study and before uh, they got to her, she texted me and said, now, is this something that I can teach my little girl? And I said, yes, that's what it was designed for. And so anyway, after she met up with Adam and Crystal, uh, she texted me back and just said, you know, she was just so excited. I could just tell she was just like beyond her, you know, it was just, it was just blew her mind the way it was laid out and everything. And she was so excited to get it started with her own child and that she was also excited about uh, her pastor is going to purchase some in bulk so that they can actually teach them in Sunday school and they can use the book to go by the kids can as they are teaching it and the child can take it home, study it at home. So there's so many different avenues that um, this can be used. And I was thinking today as um, when we started our street rage ministry and the, the many children that we were dealing with on the streets that didn't have a uh, Christian environment that if I could have had something like this, because there's so many times that I went into a home and taught uh, a Bible study uh, 
maybe not so much like something laid out like this, but if I could have had something like this, it would have been so amazing because it leads, you know, all the way from Genesis to the book of Acts and, and it just lays it all out. And it would just be a great tool to reach out even for outreach children. Um, so it's not just for a family teaching their children. That's what it was really designed for. And that's why it was birthed. But there are so many avenues that this can be used for. And I'll say we did have a family um, go through the study before it went to print. And um, it was really fun for me for a couple of weeks in a row. Their, their children came to me and um, talked to me about, you know, what they what lesson they did, what they went through, what their favorite part was, um, you know, so it was really, it was really fun seeing kids come up to you and tell you, you know, about their experience with it and how excited they've been and, and you know, how they can't wait to do the next lesson and stuff. And so um, that's happened a few times over the past few weeks. And so that's been really encouraging. Uh, I will say, so it's been on sale for 48 hours. We've actually uh, shipped today to four different states um, and so it's pretty neat seeing it travel already. We're excited to see and hear from these folks as they start receiving them. Um, you know, and like I said, I know some people glanced through it and gave some commentary, but when they really dive into it, I'm really excited to see some of the feedback. Well, I guess we got to ask the most crucial question then, which is how, how parents get access to it. How much is it? And where do they find a copy? How can they get one? Sure. Um, well, there's two places that we want to tell you about. One is obviously our Facebook page. It's um, all for you kids ministry. Um, and so you can you know search that and, and you'll find us. And again, it's, um, you know, facebook.com forward slash uh, all for you kids ministry. Uh, so that's how you can find us on Facebook. There's links there as well. Um, you know, so if you like our page and, and you, you can keep up to date on what we've, what we've been doing with it, and that will be a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, our website is all for you kids and from there, you can purchase the book. Um, the links to Facebook will take you to that, that purchase page there. Um, the retail price on it's $19.99. And, um, but yeah, you can just click on that. We'll ship it right to you. Um, my wife actually posted a picture today. Um, we, we, uh, we talked to our son and um, he loves the idea. So every time we put one of these in the mail, um, we'll be praying over it. And so um, my son prayed over a batch of them today. He knows what states they're going to and, and he says those out loud. And, and so, he, you know, we're all going to be praying for you guys as we send them out. Um, but that's that's the two places we want you to go and, and, and look and, and learn a little bit more about the project. That is very awesome. So since we've given that information, we have a little bit of time. I'm very curious because you guys have both uh, worked with children before. Um, I'm, I'm curious for, for a parent out there that it seems like it should be natural, but it's kind of awkward. What advice would you give as parents to pray with your children? So Kim, I'll let you take that first and, and then I'll okay. chime in. The advice I would give is to do it. You know, just do it. I mean, no matter how awkward you feel, it's got to start somewhere. And I think we are all real good about um, praying with our kids before they go to bed. But I think it's important that our kids see us praying in the home, in our own personal devotion time. And I think that's, and maybe even have 
before you go to bed, let it become more than just a a little bedtime prayer. I mean, and I know that's what we typically do, but I, I don't know. I'm just very, um, I'm compelled in this last days that we are living in that we've got to do more than we've ever done before. And I think it's time that our our families come together and we pray and we ask God to anoint our family and our children and for them to get that relationship with God. We just can't push that enough because they must get it for themselves. And so the, the advice is, is we all have good intentions, but somewhere we've got to stop just having a good intention and just start doing it. And we must be consistent at it and committed to it. That's very good. Um, and I, and again, I've, I've been involved in children's ministry from a church perspective and, you know, like Sister Kim said, I mean, a lot of times we're not in other people's homes, you know, so we don't have that, the experience that, that you're having at your home. Um, but I can certainly speak to mine. What I've learned is whatever you're going through, you're not the only one going through that. Um, that's one of the lies of Satan. He wants you to think that whatever you're thinking, however you're feeling, whatever you're going through, you're the only one going through that. And saying it's awkward, that's fine. Saying that you teaching a kid a home Bible study is intimidating. It is. It's okay to say those things. Sister Kim made an excellent point. The point is to do it. And, you know, that that's that's the hardest part is getting started. It gets so much easier. I'll tell you with my with my own son, again, I don't think I'm alone in this. Um, you know, we started being intentional about praying with him every evening. And you know who's hold, held us accountable for that since we started? He has. He's held us accountable. And so it may take a parent taking the first step, but you'll be so surprised at how your kids handle that. And so, you know, we, we started being intentional in our home about praying as a family. And now the person holding us accountable, if we forget, <laughs> is our son. And, and so you, you're, you'll be surprised. And then also it's awkward at first. And once you start doing it and once you start being consistent, that goes away. You know, you, you're, you're going to start praying and it's going to be a part of your, your life. It's, it's going to be a part of how you communicate with your, with your children and with your family and, and, and all that, all the, the, the concern you have when you first get started uh, doing that, it's that all that's going to melt away with time. So it sounds like that your Bible study is already um, digging into your family. You've not even really gotten to the meat of it. So there is a lot of things that are still to be discovered, um, in this Bible study with your family. And by the end of this Bible study, I'm sure Carter is going to want to, as long as, as well as other kids want to know, is there something else coming? So yeah. you're on the, you're on record now. Is something else coming? <laughs> Well, definitely something else is coming. Um, you know, any, anybody who's had an experience with God understands that you, there's no, there's no, I've, I've gotten this close. I can't get any closer. I've, I've got this much of the spirit. I can't get any more. You know, there's always more when it comes to God. And so, yeah, this, this is one, one way of helping to bring your children closer to him. But there's so many things that we can pour into our children from the word of God. And so, yeah, me and sister Kim have already talked about other projects that we want to work on in addition to this to keep helping. And I've been calling it empowering. I think this will be empowering to parents 
who, again, there's, there's folks that teach Sunday school that are still intimidated to teach their own child at home one-on-one. I know there's a lot of parents out there who, who are going to struggle with that concept. And so we want to give parents just material that's so easy and that, that takes some of that trepidation away and that makes it, um, you know, makes it really enjoyable. And so, yeah, we're definitely working on, on more stuff. It's very important to have a map. Uh, the reason I say that is um, my wife and I, we have a small child that is very inquisitive, ask a lot of questions. And, you know, tonight, my wife and I, we, we went to go wash our car and vacuum our car out. And, you know, we just and just a, a night out, you know, Olivia's in the back seat and she's just looking around and said, hey, mommy and daddy, look, there's a church. And, you know how do you know that's a church? What makes that a church? We know whatever. And we go a little farther. And if anybody knows anything about Jonesboro, we're in the Bible belt. Every five (laughs) feet, there is a church. And Olivia, we come up on another one and Olivia says, look, mommy and daddy, there's another church. Well, how do you know that's a church, Olivia? Because it has a cross on it, you know? And then Meredith began to explain to her what the cross was and what the cross meant and what that cross did for us. And, you know, there's so many, um, avenues that we can take there but it's so much easier when we have guidance and direction and i think that's what this this bible study is going to be for a lot of parents is is a a guided footstep on how to teach your children about jesus and the bible and you know something when adam was talking he used the word empower and one of the first things that came to my mind he was talking about empowering our parents But honestly, this will empower our children, and this could even be used by children to teach other children, other their kids at this they go to school with, neighborhood children that they play with. Um, This is simple enough where a child could teach another child as well. And Sister Kim, you can probably um, agree with this. I imagine is uh, you know the most powerful moves of God that I've ever witnessed in a congregation setting have been in children's services. Um, you know, as far as people getting the Holy ghost, for example, in one setting, you know, every time that I've been a part of a children's service, that's where I've seen the most healing. That's where I've seen the most miracles. That's where I've seen the most, um, outpouring of the Holy ghost, you know, for the first time for people that children's settings have always been that for me. Um, children have a tremendous amount of faith. And, you know, I, I think us as parents, we get so intimidated um, by our kids sometimes when it comes to sharing stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they, they're going to step up in, in ways that you couldn't imagine. And, and I think you're right, Sister Kim, empowering them will amaze you. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the conversations that will be started in homes as, as you go through this. Because I'm sure, especially as you do it more, how that Bible study will morph into this next question. And, and just like any Bible study that you do, like that's, the, that's to me one of the most fun things about Bible study is you come in and you kind of know where you're going to begin. You got an idea of where you're going to go in the middle. And then you kind of know how you're going to end. And then somewhere through there, a uh, question gets thrown out. And then you're having a conversation and you start going down the rabbit hole and you're exploring the Word of God together. And I love that this is, as someone mentioned, this is an excellent way 
to launch that conversation, that Bible study, that relationship and with God in your home. And I applaud the two of you for, for seeing a need and, and doing this where, it, you know, it's to me, that's uh, just a, an amazing idea that, that just say, Hey, why isn't there something that takes a child from Genesis through the book of Acts and uh, maybe someday we'll talk to you guys into doing a children's book of Revelation or something. And uh, <laughs> uh, Lord yeah. have mercy, Brian. What are we doing? Scaring these kids to Christ? <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea to avoid the book of Revelation in the, the 12 year old and under. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, guys, thanks for coming on the podcast late tonight. Brian, I got to tell you, uh, Kim was on the phone with Meredith while ago, and she's like, I got to drive all the way to Jonesboro tonight at 9 o'clock to do this podcast. <laughs> you would have to say that. <laughs> little, little did Kim know we live in the 21st century. Yeah. I would have drove to the church tonight. I would have. <laughs> well, guys, thanks because for Because when we all did it with me, we did it at the church. <laughs> That's true. This is true. Yeah. It's just too Those were the days we could all get in the room. Yeah. <laughs> we've all been in a room together in those good old days <laughs> yeah uh well brian Even you got any final thoughts you gotta see each other three times a week but you, know. <laughs> you got any thoughts on this brian anything else you want to add to it no man i think that this is just i you know it is what's already been said it's just exciting and i encourage everybody to go follow the facebook group and um get a copy get a copy support this this is exciting one last time, Adam, how do you, how do they find it again? What's the web address? Absolutely. Allforyoukidsministry.com and facebook.com forward slash allforyoukidsministry. And um, yeah, we'd, we'd appreciate a like. Um, I think you'll enjoy following us. Uh, myself and Sister Kim will be doing weekly devotionals on there. And of course, we'll be thinking of more ways that we can, um, you know, help parents out in the home. And as soon as we think of those, we'll be sharing them. So I hope, hopefully there'll be some really good resources on there for you as well. Absolutely. And if, and if you like what you're reading, um, you know, I may not, I should do this, but uh, Kim also has other curriculum available. If you want to kind of dig deeper or find something or you like the, the writing style or however, you can contact her on Facebook as well. Um, but also together, this duo is going to be coming out with more stuff. So keep your eyes out for that. Brian, we'll make sure to have them back on when something else comes out. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to a crucial conversation.
Wow, 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 wow.